Hey, what is going on guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here. It's bringing the PGA Tour Championship. Uh, it starts on Thursday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name's DK. I make daily videos breaking down NBA, NFL, PGA, and esports, daily fantasy sports slates, esports including Call of Duty, League of Legends, and CSGO. Um, also, again, before I get into analysis, I just want to say thank you guys for all the support. Currently at 3.83 thousand subscribers. If you guys enjoy all this free content, um, the easiest way to support me is leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit that notification bell. And spread the word. If you guys like the, the DFS content and you have friends that play DFS, um, would appreciate it if you could uh, spread the word. And then also, uh, if you can't watch uh, the YouTube video, I do also upload on Apple Podcasts. It's just the DK DFS show. The link is in the, uh, the description below. But uh, with that out of the way, let's jump into the video. So before we get into the breakdown here for uh, the PGA Tour, uh, the PGA Championship, what, what we can do is we can look back on my appear from last weekend. So last weekend, not great for me. I had three pretty solid plays. And my answer was the, the thumbnail of my video. I really liked him. He finished, uh, what, 11th, 15th. I forget exactly what he finished. Seven under was solid. Uh, Spieth was a low-owned guy that was okay. And then Sergio as well. <coughs> uh, it's just a couple letdowns there. You know, Paul Casey bombing, I think. That second day, he just said it was like eight over. Um, I think he has now overtaken Spieth for the uh, the most hated player, DFS golf, uh, in the DFS industry for golf. Uh, Woodland, uh, not, not great. Fino, not great either. But, um, yeah, that's really the look back. Uh, what was the winning lineup, at least in this tournament? Let's see what it was. So you had JT, uh, DJ, Kepka, um, Sanjay, and Ryan Palmer, and... Benny on so yeah I mean I wasn't uh super high on um on DJ or Brooks I was a little bit worried about about both of their injuries obviously uh they they played really well so uh not a great week for me overall um it was a great few weeks to start uh for for PGA for me the last few weeks haven't been amazing uh but let's see if we can bounce back here uh for uh the PGA uh championship again really excited uh to to break down a major here so uh, now what we can do, again, we have another million-dollar tournament as well. Uh, I'm going to switch over to a uh, spreadsheet I made for you guys. So uh, let me go ahead and maximize this. Oh, and I do need to switch myself over to the right-hand side. There we go. Um, all right, so it should be good now. So uh, what we have here, uh, if you guys are new to the, the PGA videos, uh, include the obviously the name on the left, uh, their salary, their Vegas salary, or their DraftKings salary, I should say, the Vegas odds next to that, uh, their average points per game that, that they have on DraftKings, uh, and then I have strokes gained rankings here. So strokes gained total, uh, I have approach around the green tee, green birdie, or better ranking, off the tee putting, and then par 3 scoring, par 4 scoring, and par 5 scoring. Uh, so this PGA Championship will be played at TPC Harding Park. Um, they're going to have narrow uh, fairways, um, pretty long roughs, and then smaller greens. So what I want to focus on here is uh, a lot of the iron shots, right? So approach play and around the greens, since the greens are so small. I think those those are the key, the two key things. Now, obviously, always tee to green is important because it's literally tee to green, right? Um, and then, you know, birdie or better. Um, for this course, I don't think it matters as much, but, um, you know, it's always good to see a, a player, obviously, uh, that gets a lot of birdies or eagles, right? You want that rather than a, a player that's going to get sketchy a lot of pars because birdies uh, are plus three, whereas bogeys, I believe, are only minus 0.5, and then pars only plus 0.5, right? So you want more of the, 
the guy that's a little more volatile that can get you a lot of birdies, get you a lot of eagles uh, here and there. Uh, and then off the tee, putting, par three, par four, par five. So I kind of ranked them in order of what I what I really want to focus on. Um, so yeah, I got approach around the green, obviously tee to green. Those those are the three stats that I want to focus on. Now, one is obviously the best. So like JT's first in a good amount of categories because he's been playing really, really good, won the last tournament. Um, I did not include the uh, the course history here because it's a little bit different. Um, now, because, uh, you know, for the PGA Championship, they just make it a lot harder. They narrow the fairways. They make the, the rough longer. So I didn't include the course history. Now, a guy like Brooks Kupka has had success here. He's actually won uh, in, in two years. Uh, so... But yeah, I did not include it. Normally, that's something I include course history. But for, for like a, the PGA Championship, this is something I'm going to leave off of my spreadsheet. I don't want to put too much focus into that. So, all right. With that out of the way, let's get into the, the player uh, breakdown. So, let's start with the guys 10K+. plus. So, we have uh, JT at 11.3, Brooks at 11.1, Rory at 10.7, John Rahm 10.5, Bryson at 10.3, and Xander at 10K. So, who are the guys that kind of stand out here to me? Well, I think a guy like Rory McIlroy at 10-7. Um, hasn't necessarily been in the greatest form recently. Uh, the price has been dropping on him a little bit. You know, it seems like every single week. Um, but I like the upside here. Um, and I think maybe because of recent play, he's he won't go as high-owned. Um, but the 10.7 K price point, if I was going to spend up for someone, I think I would, I would go to Rory, a uh, 15 to one odds. That's not bad. Um, he's a really good approach player, a pretty solid around the green, obviously good team. I mean, he's a lot of these top players are going to be really good in, in all these categories, but I just kind of like Rory there at 10, seven, a Brooks at 11, one is going to be a stay away from me. I know he played really well last week, but that's too much for me to pay for Brooks Kapka. JT at 11, three, he has been in amazing form. I don't mind getting to JT, but probably not going to be the way that I go. I just, I mean, looking at, um, you know, the salaries, there's so many good plays in the in the high 7K range. Like, I want a lot from there. Um, there's a couple good ones in the 8K range, too. So, definitely, right now, I always kind of give you guys where I'm leaning. I'm definitely leaning more towards the balance approach. But, yeah, if you wanted to go like a Stars and Scrubs, you needed someone up top, I think Rory would be the guy. John Rahm at 10.5. Um, I think I'm going to pass there. Now, Bryson intrigues me at 10-3. I think just because of the ownership. I don't. I think he's going to be super low-owned of these top guys. Now, the course maybe doesn't suit him the best, right, because the, the fairways are a little bit narrower. He's got to be a little more accurate with his drives. Obviously, he's a huge bomber um, and not, like, the best player around the green. Again, those are two things I do want to focus on. But I think with him being not the best in those areas – really, really lowers his ownership. And he was a player that was, I think he had like six straight top tens going into two weeks ago before he had that one blow up uh, uh, round. So I like Bryson. Definitely not a cash game play. Don't get me wrong. This is not a cash game play. I just like him for the ownership play. The game theory play for GPPs. I think he goes super low owned of these guys. Um, so I kind of like him for that reason. Uh, Xander at 10K is always a guy I have interest in. Um, with him, though, it seems to always be one blow-up round. Literally, like, every single week, Xander seems to have a blow-up round. Um, if he could avoid that, obviously, he, he can definitely win this tournament. Like, he's a good approach player. He's a good around. He's, he's got a good rankings, basically, everywhere. Uh, the 10K, you're getting him at a nice discount off of some of those guys at the top. So, I have interest in Xander. 
I also have Anderson Webb, another guy I really like playing. Uh, the 33 to one odds are not bad at all. Like that looks pretty decent. Um, he's a really, really good short game player. He's first and birdie or better too. Um, he's, he's not, uh, he's basically again, got good rankings everywhere. Sixth total, seventh approach, 50th around the green, 12th tee to green, first birdie or better. His price is now under 10 K nine, seven. I think that looks pretty solid. So, um, yeah, Alexander, I like Webb. Uh, just below those guys at the top. So let's get to the, the 9K range. Again, I already talked about Webb. We have Cantlay at 9.4, Tiger at 9.2, Dustin at 9K. So Dustin has been so inconsistent, so up and down, uh, either like wins a tournament or finishes dead last, it feels like. Uh, the 9K price isn't terrible, but I'm going to stay away. Just too inconsistent right now for my liking. I just like a lot more players below him. Tiger's at 9.2. My issue with Tiger is... First of all, he hasn't played a whole lot uh, since the return of uh, the coronavirus break. And then second, uh, he just always gets ownership. It's Tiger, right? Who doesn't want to play Tiger? So the ownership is always inflated on him. So for that reason, like, I don't think I'm going to go there. I mean, obviously, it's always fun to play Tiger. If I was making multiple lineups, I'd probably throw him in one. But me as a one lineup guy, I think the ownership would be a little bit too high. Can't really come in at a 9-4. I think that looks like a, a decent price for him. Uh, he is 25 to one odds to win. He's seventh uh, stroke skiing total, fourth approach, seventh tee to green. I mean, it looks pretty good. A 9.4K price point also looks pretty good at him. So I don't mind Cantlay. Um, so really my exposure there in the 9K plus range, guys I would look to would probably be Cantlay, Webb, Xander, uh, and Rory. Uh, and then maybe Bryson again as a super, super low own, just because I think he's going to be like under 5%. Let's now move down to the 8K range. So you have Berger at 8.8, 8, Colin Morikawa at 8.6, Victor Hovland at 8.5, Jason Day at 8.4, Ricky at 8.3, Hideki at 8.2, uh, Fitz, Fitzpatrick at 8.1, Patrick Reed at 8K. Um, so let's start with the top and Berger at 8.8. 8. Um, you can't, I don't, again, I usually try to recommend about 15 or so golfers, maybe 20. I don't want to, you know, go crazy. So it's just one of those with Berger. I don't want to recommend everyone. So uh, for that reason, I'm just not going to get there. Now, Morikawa and Hovland at 8.6 and 8.5, I think they look pretty good. The two kind of young guns, right, the up-and-coming guys. Um, you know, Morikawa is a really good approach player, a really solid uh, tee to green. Him and Hovland both struggle a bit around the green, so that's a slight concern. Uh, but the prices look pretty good. Right? 8.6 and 8.5 are the cheapest we've gotten in those two in a little bit. So I don't mind those guys in the mid-8K range. I think they look pretty solid. Jason Day, I mean, you can't deny he's been playing really well. And, uh, again, he's a really, really good short game player. He's second around the green. Um, pretty solid putter, too. Just not not the best approach player. Um, so, um, yeah, I think Jason Day will probably be a pass for me. I know he's been playing really solid, but I don't think I'm going to get there. Uh, Ricky Fowler at 8-3. Uh, Again, I don't want to recommend everyone. Uh, he did have a pretty solid weekend, but I don't think I'm going to get there. Now, Hideki at 8-2, I think, looks interesting. Uh, the prices come down in him a good amount. He is really, really struggling with the putter. Like, but that's his only downfall. Like, Other than that, he's third in approach, 14th around the green, second tee to green, 16th birdie or better. He just cannot make putts. Uh, the price tag, though, 8-2. Like, that makes him pretty appealing, I think. So I have interest in Hideki. Uh, it just, you know, do you want to take the risk and hope he has, hopefully he doesn't have a terrible week putting, right? Uh, if it's Patrick and Reed at 8-1 and 8K, uh, will probably be passes for me. 
Uh, and then Tyrell Hatton at 8K, I think, looks like one of the best plays. Uh, I just think he's way, way too cheap. He looks like uh, definitely a cash game play for me if I was playing cash games. Uh, he's 55 to odd, 55 to 1 odds to win. I think that looks decent uh, if I was a betting man. Uh, he's third strokes gain total, 11th approach, 14th tee green, 4th birdie or better, 35th around the green. Really nothing bad to say about Tyrell Hatton. The price looks really cheap. So he's someone that is going to be, in my opinion, super, super popular for good reason. I think he's for sure a cash game play. The ownership might get up there enough that you can consider to fade for GPPs. But um, yeah, I think he looks like a really, really good play. Also, again, I'm always, let's get to the 7K range now. So Finau is a guy that I always like playing. Didn't really have the best weekend uh, last weekend, but before that, it was in really solid form and a 7-9 price point. Like, that that looks pretty good for Tony Fino. Um, again, looking at his numbers, they all look pretty solid. He's 15th strokes in total, 34th approach, 30th around the green, 10th tee to green, 12th birdie or better. Like, he's a guy that's going to get you a lot of birdies. Um, he just has still not won a uh, has not won first place yet, but uh, maybe he does in the PGA Championship. Who knows? Um, I uh, will probably go back to all just because, again, I personally love playing Tony Fino. It's a little... A bias there, but do really like playing Tony Woodland at the same price point. I think decent looks decent and relic decent as well. Um, the only part of his game that is a, a little bit of a lot down there, obviously, is the around the green approach, around the green play, which does worry me a little bit. So, those two guys, I would slightly give the edge to Fino. Now, Adam Scott at 7 8. We haven't seen him since the coronavirus break, but man, that's a pretty cheap price point for Adam Scott. Like, I haven't really been all about targeting players in there in the first time back from the coronavirus break, right? But you know, the price of Adam Scott at 7-8, like I think that's probably at least $500 too cheap. So yeah, uh, the risk is we haven't seen him yet, but the price looks really, really appealing. He's a uh, good around the green player. He's fourth, 14th birdie or better, 51st approach, not bad. So, And he's just always someone that seems to get up for the majors too. So I like Adam Adam Scott at 7-8. Uh, let's see. Other options. Uh, Spies, always a wild card for me. I played him last weekend at 7-7. Seven, seven. I don't know if I'm going to get to him this week just because there's a lot of really good plays around him, like Finau, Scott, Abraham, Answer. So, yeah, he's always GPP play. He's He, like Xander, seems to always have a blow-up round. Um, so definitely not a cash game play, but someone I would consider. But, uh, but yeah, I'll probably stay away from Spieth in this one just because there's so many good plays around his price range. Fleetwood at 7-7 seven, seven. doesn't look bad, but I just would rather get to a guy like Abraham Answer, who I really liked last week. I really like again at, the, at this price. I think he's probably, again, about $500 too cheap. Really good uh, approach player, 26. He's 20th tee to green, uh, 13th total. I think Abraham Answer, once again, I know I was really high on him last week. I'm really high on him again this week. I really do like that price. Sanjay's been too up and down for me. Uh, did have a decent week last weekend, but I'm going to pass. Uh, Phil's too expensive uh, for me. I'm not going to go there. Sergio, another guy I have a little bit of interest in. 7-6. Uh, Again, played him last week. He was solid. He's a really good around the green player. Really good tee to green right now. Really good off the tee as well. Just kind of like Hideki struggles with the putter. Let's see. Other options in this price range. Let's see. Um... Not super, super excited about a lot like below that. Again, you, can, you guys can tell I'm really high in the, the high 7K range. Uh, Kucher, I think, is fine at 7.5. I think he's always kind of like a cash game play. I uh, don't really have a strong take there. Casey, again, seems to be the most hated 
guy in the DFS industry right now. He's up there with Jordan Spieth. Uh, he's been continuing to let people down every week, and he let me down last week. I'm probably going to stay away. Um, Brandon Todd played really, really well last weekend, but don't know if I'm going to get there at 7-4. Um, other options here. Max Home was a guy, a Valley guy, I always like playing, but 7-2 feels a little bit too pricey for him. Let's see, I, I think Harris English in a low 7K range doesn't look bad. 100 to 1 odds to win. Uh, he's 10th total, 31st approach, 60th around degree, and 16th T degree. So I have a little bit of interest there. Uh, but really, this range, like below like 7.5K range, I don't have a whole lot of interest in. Um, so let's go down to uh, the below the, the 7K range. Um, now, Personally, I don't think I'm going to get to a lot of these guys just because, in my opinion, there's so many good plays in that high 7K range. A few, I like a good amount in the 8K range, a couple in the, the high 9s or low 10K range. So I don't know if I'm going to get to any of these guys, but I will point out a few that I have interest in. Um, so uh, where is he? Uh, Cameron Tringale at 6'8". I like him a good amount. Um, he's always a value play uh, that, that kind of stands out to me. Uh, he's 6,800. I think that looks pretty good. He's 27th total strokes gained, 17th approach, 33rd tee to green. Um, yeah, I, I think he's slightly underpriced. So for a value option, I don't mind uh, Tringale there. Um, don't hate Doc Redman either at 6'9". He seems to be a value player that usually gets ownership as well. Uh, the thing with him, though, really, really struggles around the green. Let's see. Um, other options here. And still don't mind JT Poston, um, but uh, not really the best, obviously, approach player there, 171st. But he does have some good uh, things as well. He's a really good putter, really good around the green. So solid, uh, uh, you know, short game player and not bad total because of that. Those really good short game, ranking, short game rankings. Uh, Harold Varner, 6'6". Six, six, six. I think he is someone that... Personally, I haven't heard his name talked about too much, but I kind of like his ability play. Um, he is uh, 20, uh, 250, 250 to 1 odds to win. He's 29th total, 36th approach, 69th around the green, 15th tee to green. I think Harold Varner looks good uh, for, for a value option. Again, if I wanted to get down to this range, I think Varner, Tringale would probably be the guys I would look to. Lanto Griffin, another value play I will always talk about. Um, a guy I've played a couple times now, 6'5". I think he is still in play too, but personally, like I would probably rank Tringale and Varner slightly ahead of Lanto, but Lanto would probably be third for me uh, in the guys like below 7K. I think that's really going to wrap it up. Bud Cauley is 6'4". I don't think he looks terrible if you needed like another cheap option. Um... And then it's all the uh, the club players. Uh, there's like 20 of them that are going to make it uh, or that are going to play this week. And I believe it's the top 70 that make the cut. So I feel like a good, like a decent amount of people will have six out of six because, in my opinion, I feel like a lot of these guys will end up getting cut. Again, I'm not going to take a shot at any of those guys. I uh, don't really think it's, it's worth the risk, to be honest. So that is... Kind of my wrap-up there for, for the breakdown, the player-by-player -player breakdown. If you guys want access to the spreadsheet that I used in this video, I already tweeted it out. Uh, the link is in the description below, which is DK underscore underscore DFS. But yeah.
brief overview again, guys, I kind of like the balanced approach. There's a lot of really good plays in, in the high 7K range, a few in the 8K range, a couple in the 9K range, like I mentioned. Um, so that's kind of how I'm going to go. If I was going to go a little bit more stars and scrubs, right, maybe consider a guy like Rory um, or you know, like Xander Webb, and then maybe look down to guys like Tringali, a guy like Harold Varner. Um, but lastly, again, before I get out of it, I just want to mention uh, golf PGA DFS is super, super high variance. You can do as much research as you want, but uh, sometimes, you know, a player will just blow up and you can't control stuff like that. So personally, it's not like NBA. I mean, NBA is a lot more uh, predictable. Uh, PGA golf, a little bit more unpredictable, right? Uh, again, a player can look amazing. Everything can look good for him, and he can just have a blow-up round. And, um, yeah, that's the way it goes sometimes in PGA. So, uh, basically, you just got to hope you avoid those guys that have, like, blow-up rounds. Um, but I think that's going to do it for today's video, guys. So, if you've been enjoying the content so far, I'd really appreciate it if you'd leave a like button on the video. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit that notification bell. Um, if you're listening to this Apple Podcast, a five-star rating and review would be greatly appreciated. Uh, but thanks again, guys. Hope you guys all have a good day, and I will see you all in the next video.